Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 147. Did you choose an idea or did the idea choose you? And I've got several questions I want to pose to you in this, but let me explain a little bit about what I'm talking about. When you did you go searching for a career path uh, or something in particular with your life or uh, a direction or a certain six, quote unquote success you know, path, if you will, right? Uh, Often at times when we're seeking, well, what should I do with my life? What's my purpose? What do I want? Um, You know, we start to look externally and we can see a lot of really great, well-presented options. And in a lot of ways, they might actually appeal to you. Now, do they appeal to you out of your senses, out of the outcomes, out of like, what, what, what's the appeal Right. And now on one hand, which I had mentioned this on a recent post, it's okay to, to, to go into discover mode. I think that that is highly important to do. If you are unsure, I definitely think instead of maybe going completely all in, uh, you can at least go say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go work as an apprentice for somebody, or, you know what? I'm going to go do some research by being in the field or whatever it might be. Like, let me go into discover mode. Fine. Not a problem. I think you should do that if you are unsure. But the difference between did you choose an idea or did an idea, did the idea choose you is that often at times the idea or the calling or the nudge, like the pointing you in the right direction or the message or the sign or whatever it might be can actually always be happening in the background. So my question to people is, did you choose the idea? Did the idea choose you? And I'm going to pose several questions as to how we do we understand this. Um, And now, again, just to reiterate, it's okay if you don't know, because that happens. Right. I mean, we're the relationship with ourselves and trusting our knowing and trusting what we're hearing. That's a lot of practice. It can be a lot of practice. And so, again, Discovery is not a problem. Like, oh, you know, I'm feeling this. I can't tell if I'm feeling this because I think that this thing is just what resonates within me or I saw other people doing this and I liked the outcome of what I saw. So, or maybe we're being influenced by family or by uh, traditional paths, you know, or more uh, conforming type paths that we've seen again and again and again might have well-presented outcomes, but, you know, maybe the people aren't necessarily happy. We don't know, right? So the first question I want to ask is, are you constantly constantly seeking what to do or does someone, something keep bringing you back to the things you're good at? Are you constantly seeking what to do or does something keep bringing you back to the things you're good at? So, for example, maybe you're constantly seeking uh, a completely different path, but yet um, maybe you keep being asked for something that's so easy for you that you couldn't possibly think that that would be a job. Why not? 
And I get it because maybe that wasn't proposed as a career path. Uh, because that's sometimes how school works when you're younger. It's like, well, what do you mean you want to go be something completely out of our uh, our guidebook of what's acceptable and what's not? And that's why I say everybody's path is completely unique because, you know, you there might be things that you're just so good at that's so easy and you actually even light up doing it, but you almost pay no attention to it because you're like, well, that's easy. Yeah, for you, but maybe not for everybody else. And for not for everybody else, that means that that's a market of people who need what you do, right? So are you constantly seeking what to go do? And then the inverse is, is there something that keeps bringing you back to things that you're good at? Now, I'm not saying you have to do the exact things that you're good at. I'm saying that the exact things you're good at might be a means to doing other things that they might complement. And I'll get to that one here in a little bit. They might complement what you would like to do. I'll get to that one in a minute. The next thing is, are you genuinely interested in the thing you're going after? Or were you trying to earn a living because you know you can earn from it? Are you genuinely interested in the thing you're going after? Why is this important versus were you trying to earn a living because you know you can, you can from it? Now, I know some people who crush real estate. They absolutely love it eat, sleep, and breathe it. And a couple of them are some of the top in the state, period. No one's going to beat them. They love it. They absolutely love it. They systemized it. They figured out the marketing. They figured out how to like service the, the clientele. Like They know how to do the legion. They just love everything about real estate. They love it. They absolutely love it. And then there's obviously the flood of the market into that job because it makes good money. And I get it. By the way, I, for some of you that may not know this, actually probably a lot of you, I actually did it for eight years. Um, when I had a startup uh, in my 20s, I started uh, real estate uh, in the first boom that we had when I, when I was a kid. Um, and so I get it. I did it to sustain a, um, a living while I had my first tech startup, which failed, <laughs> which didn't make it. Let's just use those words. <laughs> And, um, but I, I did it for a good, I, I was a kid just trying to figure out how to hustle at that time. And, uh, weirdly enough, taught me a lot about sales and customer service. So it did play a bigger role in learning and negotiation and other things. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, was that going to be like a lifelong dream for me? No, but it, will it play a role in general for me? I'm sure. Absolutely. So it's okay if you went into something maybe they weren't genuinely interested in, it might still serve its purpose. That's the beauty of our soul, our blueprint, God. But I want you to ask yourself, because there's been a flurry of people that I know that recently went into you know, that industry over the last couple of years because it was so good, and then now they may not stay in it because it's changing a little bit. And I'm like, well, were you ever really genuinely interested in it? Right? So are you genuinely interested in the thing you're going after, or were you trying to earn a living because you know you can from it? Again, this is important because I don't want you to overlook the fact that you can earn a living from something you're genuinely interested in. And it doesn't have to be what looks sexy like real estate, which by the way, any of y'all who listen to this show, you know what goes through. Do you know how long it took for my first sale? And the process of like everything within real estate, uh, I mean, just... You're negotiating with the sides. You've got all the different... I'm not going to go into tarot about it right now, but you've got so many different parties. I know it's a little bit more streamlined now, but still, everything looks sexy on the outside, but it's not always sexy when you're, when you're on the inside trying to figure it all out. So you have to ask yourself, are you genuinely interested in the thing you're going after? 
by the way, genuine interest also signals mastery. When you are genuinely interested, it's not even about the work anymore. It's about the game. It's about the mastery of the thing that you're doing. That's everything. Because now you're looking at it from a different lens. This is back to like the whole Kobe Bryant mentality in basketball. Basketball wasn't just a game for him. It was life. He was genuinely interested in dissecting every aspect of it. And he, and he noticed the players who were just earning a living from it. And that was different than the way he ate, slept, and breathed it. So the next thing I want you to ask is, are, um, are, you, consi are you consistently being approached by something or a set of topics that are a recurring theme throughout your life? So you could just see something and say, okay, well, am I just trying to earn a living from this? Or are you consistently being approached by something or someone or a set of someone's or a set of topics that are a recurring theme throughout your life? Meaning, maybe certain things keep coming up that you just might feel like there's nothing there. For me, uh, as an example, I mean, there's several things that I, I love doing, uh, but writing, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I thought, well, writing was just interesting how much I was raised around from even in, even in professors and teachers who were constantly like, here, do it again, do it again. And I'm like, I like math. I don't want to do writing. And it's like, do it again, do it again, do it again, where they could have just given me a final grade. They never did. And then um, when I got into uh, a tech startup, it was like, write out the marketing, write out the landing page, write out the copy, write out the marketing materials, write out the, you know, help with the business plan. Um, and then in real estate, creating websites to get leads, I knew how to write the right stuff. Other people kept saying like, hey, can you write this for me? Can you write that for me? Can you write our marketing campaigns? Write, 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 write. Writing just always was there. I really wasn't uh, leveraging it as much as I could have. I certainly was using it, but it was a recurring theme. That doesn't, so in this case, now, yes, I am a writer, and yes, I am working on my first book, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an author. It's just that writing, there was more there that I could be doing with it. It wasn't until later years that I started doing more with it. Um, and it's either a profession or a tool and it can be one or the other. And that's what I'm saying is like, are you consistently being approached by something that could be like an instrument or a tool or a profession? Because there's something there that is so natural for you. And then here's the kicker. It could be so natural for you. And it doesn't mean that you have to do it like everybody else. This is important too, because I think sometimes we get caught up in like, oh, well, I'm really good at this, but no, you know, that's not really what I want to do in my life. Well, no, um, you don't have to go necessarily be a, a, an author or I'm just using that as like the, as a writing as an example, but maybe you just love ghostwriting for other people, or maybe you just love writing marketing campaigns, or maybe you just love writing business plans uh, for, you could use it as a tool for anything you want. You can create any kind of life from a tool you're very good at. That's, that's the point. It doesn't have to look the way you've seen it and say, oh, well, that doesn't do really well. Like, well, you don't really know, or that doesn't resonate with you. Fine, what would resonate with you? How would you use a gift to get more of what you want? That's probably the question right there. How would you use a gift to get more of what you want? Right? The next question, are you constantly doing for others the things you should be doing for you 
really though to support what you really want to do. Let me explain this one, but I'm going to repeat this one more time. Are you constantly doing things for others that you should be doing for you, but support what you really want to do? And what I mean by that is that there are certain things that I am very good at that I was consulting on and even teaching others. However, what usually attracted audience or people to want to know certain things from me wasn't actually the things that I was often teaching them. They needed help in other things that I was more naturally good at or that I naturally wanted to talk about. But I myself was like, well, no, I'm, you know, I'm digital and business and here's how you do marketing and all these things. And it was like, let me teach, you know, and there's certain aspects. Like I love teaching on creativity and amplifying your creativity. That's, that's now, so what do I really want to do? Well, I love, uh, when it comes to the education side, I love, teaching about creativity and development and spiritual development, right? But previously, it seemed like a lot of times when I was doing teaching, it was usually around entrepreneurship. Well, what about marrying the two? You get what I'm saying? So I, I found that often I was so good at what like my agency or my consultancy had done for other people that that's what I also thought I had to teach. Uh, and then I realized, well, wait a minute, I'm so good at it, why don't I use it on myself? but only to build the things that I'd actually want to talk about and work on and help contribute to society that are even different than those things. So what I was doing for others, I started doing for myself to apply to other things that I actually wanted to talk about or educate on or be a part of. You get what I'm saying? So, so really observe whether or not, you know, this, this happens to a lot of coaches and consultants. Um, this happens to a lot of service providers too. I've seen this with a lot of service providers, you know, and uh, I've had several conversations with service providers recently where they love the thing that they do or set of things, set of services they provide, but doing it for other people, there's some sort of resistance there. And I'm like, well, maybe you should be doing those services for yourself only to amplify the things that you really want to be doing. So we had to learn to treat ourselves like our own client to be like, well, what I tell others or what I ask of others, let me ask of myself, hey, hey, what do you really want? Or hey, what would be the things that you would want to amplify and contribute more on? And then how do I use my skill sets to do so? So again, did you choose an idea? Did the idea choose you? And the, the final point that I want to bring up, which was sort of brought up in the beginning is, are you seeing someone else have success with something and the way they present it appeals to your senses, so you want to do it? This is, this is tricky. Now, you could be a phenomenal basketball player or you could be a phenomenal uh, artist or you can be a phenomenal in that. And then you see somebody else that's having success with it. And that's actually helpful because you're like, yes, you know, and I like that they show a path. That's all right. That's not what I'm talking about. What happens when you see somebody else having success with something and the way they present it appeals to your senses. So you want to do it, but you're not really called to it. It doesn't really like, it just, it looks good. Yes. It has a good lifestyle. Yes. It has freedom or yes, it, it makes good money and, uh, oh, they get to work remote, whatever it might be. Right. Um, there's attributes of the thing that you're seeing and that's appealing to your senses. But the, the backup question is, or does something that doesn't have the same presentation, quote unquote, or appeal, quote unquote, call you and you just don't think it's as sexy yet? 
And what I mean by that is that maybe you're looking at something someone else is doing like, oh my God, I love the way that that looks. Yes, but is that really what you want to do? And maybe something that really calls for you, you think doesn't create whatever it is that you are wanting to appeal to your senses. Therefore, you downplay it. And instead, you're choosing an idea that may not actually be something that you can so easily cultivate and expand over the thing that would choose you that you can easily cultivate and expand and you can create it into the sexiest thing you ever wanted to in the way you want to move. This is where life design meets purpose meets work ethic and integrity all kind of collide. Because if you're like, oh, these are the things that I, I actually really enjoy doing. And normally in the past, they weren't so celebrated as like the thing. That's fine. You celebrate it as the thing and then have create whatever life you want around that. That's that's the beauty of and freedom of choice. If something chooses you over and over and over again, can you recognize how to choose it back? over and over and over again. This is life. This is work. Right? So did you choose the idea? Or did the idea choose you? I want you to really look into that. There's a lot of variables here. And and I said at the top of this episode, discovery is perfectly natural and fine. And you should. And I said that on a post the other day, that Discovery is fine. Go in and see what you like and don't like. That's the beauty of life. That is to be innately curious about your life so you are the active participant figuring it out. But as you learn of the things you don't want, can you remove them? Can you say, you know what? Those aren't the things that I I like to do, want to do. They don't resonate, you know, versus these things seem to resonate more. I can easily spend more of my time, effort, integrity, work ethic, everything on it. And you figure those things out through discovery. So it is okay to choose ideas in the beginning because you're still figuring out maybe is it something because it resonates with me and I actually feel it at my core or because I'm still trying to figure out a direction and I have to be in the arena to make things happen. Those are the two kind of things I want you to pose to yourself as you you move forward. I appreciate you guys. Did you choose an idea or did the idea choose you? you is the thing that is calling you is the thing that is for you constantly trying to find its way to you and the question you have to ask yourself is can you be open to receiving it i appreciate you guys for tuning in to every single episode thank you for always listening thank you for the five star rating and reviews on apple and on spotify it helps expand the it helps expand the awareness of the show i appreciate you guys for tuning in all the time Thank you. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these, the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.